you're only as good as the people who work with you. There is not any way in the world that one individual can do it all. It's just not possible. Welcome to your Badass Journey podcast. This is Kareen Walsh, your business and life growth strategist, serial entrepreneur, transformational speaker, and author. Each week, I share my practices, tools, methods, and conversations with badasses I know will help you align what you love with what you do. I believe living a badass life means consistently willing to learn something new, put it into action, and periodically assess what you need to shine a light on to celebrate or let go in order to be the best version of yourself from this point forward. Life is too short for mediocre compromises. Let's help you make it a badass one. Welcome everybody to your Badass Journey podcast. Today I have Marla Isaacson. Marla is a passionate supporter of women's initiatives. She's the founder of Osa Collective, offering brands cutting edge advertising opportunities with their creative network of influential women in podcasting. She has an amazing background in marketing and development, working with top firms over the years that now is truly focused on helping women in business succeed and actually achieve financial freedom for those who choose to podcast. So of course, I had to have her on the show because hello, that's me. I want in. She's the founder of likeabossgirls.com, which now is being transformed into Asa Collective. And I think you're really going to appreciate today's conversation because she shares her journey of how she came to this mission-based business and also her drive to really show women what's possible in succeeding in the platforms they want to play in. So I hope you enjoy today's conversation. And as usual, if you have any insight, any aha moments, any excitement around listening to today's conversation, please go ahead and take two minutes to share it with your network and also post your review so others can take advantage of these amazing women and men that come on the show and share their badass journey with you. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome everybody to today's episode. I have Marla Isaacson from Asa Collective and Like a Boss Girls. Is that how you say it, Marla? Yeah, like a Boss Girls. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I am so excited to have you on because I know you're all about empowerment and the platforms that you are creating now and launching now are all about that. But into, before we get into it and what you're focused on today, I would love for you to just share a little bit about your journey on how you got to where you are and just give us a little color on what it took you know, to get here. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on. I'm very excited. I have a podcast. I usually do the interviewing. So it's like a little strange for someone to be interviewing me, but I'm like very excited about it. So thank you so much. I appreciate it. Wow. So my background was 
pretty corporate for a very long time. I worked for very large companies, Citicorp, American Express, Barnes & Noble, WebMD, had like awesome, huge marketing jobs, so much fun. I developed the concept and led the marketing launch for the blue card from American Express. So it was fabulous. So I knew after a while that marketing was important to me. I think at American Express, I was able to hone in that I was very interested in understanding the customer and maximizing customer relationships. So that's always been very important to me. So I would say that that was sort of, I expected to have a very, you know, straight line journey through the corporate world my whole life. But of course, that didn't happen. I, and I think the reason for that is, quite honestly, my kids were young. And my husband's an attorney and he was traveling like crazy for clients and for trials and things like that. And I was exhausted. These are, these are very, very big jobs. And, you know, after Amex, I went to WebMD, then Barnes and Noble, and I just felt it was too much. I really did. And I also felt that from a corporate perspective, I really fulfilled my objectives. Mm-hmm. I kind of did. I got, I got to where I wanted to be. They were amazing jobs and I learned a whole lot. So I felt really good about it. But of course, it took a while for me to figure out, okay, like what's next? What do I do? And that took a while. So after the whole corporate thing, I started a website called Heart of Gold Girls. Nice. Now, that was the precursor to Like a Boss Girls. Now, Heart of Gold Girls, the target was teen girls. And why did I do that? Because my daughter was a teenager then. And I would hear her friends talk about stuff, about you know boys, whatever. And then, But I didn't hear them talk like in a very aspirational way about their future. I didn't hear them talk so much about possibilities in any of the conversations I listened to. You know, I read a lot of magazines and just saw that that was not a real area of focus. And I think that was sort of the beginning of the whole like empowerment phase. So my feeling was, and again, because my daughter was a teenager, let me deal with teenagers. Let me try to create a website that is empowering, supportive, informative. Let me, let me do that. So. Heart of Gold Girl was born and I did that for a number of years and I realized, you know what? I can't serve teen girls the way I want to. Mm. I just can't. It's just been too long since I've been a teen and my daughter was going to college and it just, there was a dissonance. It just wasn't feeling right to me. So um, decided to scrap the Heart of Gold piece and worked with I, I've always had a team of people helping me out, you know, and we decided, you know what, really our, our audience is, is older. It's just older. So we decided that the, at the time to rebrand to like a boss girls. And I have to say something, which is we were the first boss girls and then everybody else <laughs> became boss girls, which made me crazy. We were like the first. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so uh, thank you. For when was this? When, when, when did you kick off like a boss uh, girls? 2015. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so it's been a, while, a long time. Mm-hmm. So um, the target, we jiggered around the target and it was much more millennial focused. Sure. Um, so we revamped the content 
and, you know, to make it much more focused on the needs of the our consumer. And, you know, we had content along a whole bunch of different ver- verticals, money and life and work and, you know, the whole uh, global citizen piece. We're really building a nice a nice amount of content that I was really very proud of. The other thing that we were doing is we grew our social media platform and um, I'm really excited. So we're right now we're up to about 1.2 million Facebook followers and almost at a hundred thousand Instagram followers and a good chunk, I'd say at least a third of the followers we built most of it was built organically, but a lot of it happened in the early uh, phases of Like a Boss Girl. Sure. That was before Facebook changed their algorithms. Right, so yeah. We really started to come on strong and we were really getting a lot, lot of engagement and it felt right. So that's where we were. And it's been an interesting process. So then last year, my team convinced me to start a podcast, which I really didn't want to do. Oh my God, I really didn't want to do it, but I did it. And it's called Mind of a Mentor. And I really like became a, like a podcast freak. I love it. It's like yeah. so much fun because I think at, at the core of my being, I'm really very nosy. So mm-hmm. it's like, so it's really cool to be able to ask people questions and like, they're okay with the questions I'm asking because it's part of the interview. Right. So I was getting like loving podcasting and my team, there are a few members of my team. They were running an agency at the time and they had uh, created a very bare bones matching platform. So we had a conversation and they said, you know what, you know what we should do? We should do a podcast platform. I'm like, what? I, you know, okay. I like to podcast, but yeah, I don't know anything about it. So we did a very, very long, long process, a deep dive. And we looked at, you know, a whole lot of research about podcasting, the growth in podcasting, women in podcasting. And I was hearing things that made me realize that that we were on the right track because no surprise, women are not making the type of dollars that men are making in podcasting. Only the top 20% of, um, podcasts that chart chart on iTunes are women podcasters. Mm. Most of them are men. I've been to a podcast podcast conference. Most of the attendees were men. And I realized that that this could be a really interesting opportunity to help elevate women, help them raise their voice and get them into a position where they're really talking about the things they want to talk about in a medium that I think is very cool and growing very rapidly. Yeah. So I basically said, yes, I'm going to do it. And we started to build ASA. So ASA right now, there are a couple of pieces of ASA. The core essence of ASA is it is a matching platform. It's so essentially an advertiser. Think about selecting how you would choose an air flight online. Uh, an advertiser will come to the platform, search their criteria, and up will pop podcasters that meet their criteria. And an advertiser can book an ad online 
on our platform or uh, we've got what we call white glove customer service. We should, probably should come up with another term that's a little, I don't know, sexier, but yeah. but essentially we're there for you and um, we'll talk to the advertisers. We'll make the match if they want. So essentially they have the choice. They could do it themselves or we will work with them every step of the way to make sure that they're making a match that works for them. Yeah. So that's awesome. And then I have Like a Boss Girls, which is my content site. And I made the decision that we're going to rebrand. Everything will be under Asa. And the content will pivot a little bit and it will be a little bit more focused on podcasters, podcasting, women founded companies, potential advertisers for Asa. Yeah, brand management. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Right. And that feels right as well. And the interesting thing is, so we're dealing with a client recently who we were talking to him and he said, yeah, I want to do a podcast ad back and forth, back and forth. You know what? Here's what I really want to do. I just want to do a lot of advertising of, on Like a Boss Girls. And I said, okay, well, of course, mm-hmm. we're happy to do that. But it made me realize that the content platform will be will really come in handy because that's a way that advertisers can amplify their message. Sure. Yeah. So, and we've got this built already. I mean, I've been building it for years. So we're going through a process right now. It'll probably take another two months just to, you know, change the URL and change yeah, fine-tune some things. Yeah, exactly. sure. yeah, before you officially launch. Exactly. So that's the the path I've been on. You know, it's a lot of work, as you know, being an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought about it the other day and I realized that I've never had mo- more fun. Yeah. And, you know, as most entrepreneurs do, I really am working 12 hours a day. Yeah. But it's but, so much fun. Yeah, it's great. When, the fun comes, I, I believe, when you actually align, you know, all of who you are into right. what you do, right? So if you think about your marketing, career pathing through traditional, you know, corporate jobs and all the impact you had there. And it really took your own gumption to climb and build that up and and make it happen and be successful, which you were, you know, Mm -hmm. and then take all that skill and find more alignment with what your heart calls to do versus, you know, the box of the organization that you had to produce within. I mean, it's, Mm -hmm. it's just this interesting struggle that I think a lot of my listeners go through too as they you know do their career management searching is it within a company do i start my own company do i go join a startup like there's all sorts of questions that happen throughout your career and i'd say try it all until you find out what fits what's right. really great about your personal evolution and how it's helped you in the corporate world evolve right now you're actually leading and showing other women how to step into leveraging their greatness. But what I also love that you mentioned is you have a team and that you lean on others and you listen to others, you know, because obviously would you would not have had that success in your corporate standard job mm-hmm. life. I, I don't know what, how else best to call it. Right, right, right. Without leveraging team because you have to work at like velocities that are ridiculous most of the time, right? right. Like we're always under the gun. And then to take all that and bring that in, I'm curious. You know, what advice would you give people who are kind of on that line, right? Like when you were back at that point where before you launched like a boss mm-hmm. girls and you decided to leave your corporate environment to kick off your own thing, like what advice would you give and how to check in with yourself, 
you know, as an individual going through this transition or, or it's curious, what are your Mm -hmm. thoughts there? So I think there are a couple of things. I think the first thing to do is really think about, are you serious about stepping out of the structure and the comfort of a corporate job? Because stepping into the world of entrepreneur land can be very scary. It's very unstructured. And it can be very challenging. Mm-hmm. And so there is safety in working in a corporation, but there, on the flip side, there's flexibility in doing your own thing. So I think that's one thing. The first thing to do is really, really, really think about it from the bottom of your heart. Does that feel right to me? I think the other thing to do is to connect with people. You want to ask a lot of questions. So some people may have an idea that's sort of in the back of their mind. I like, there are so many online networking groups now. There are um, in real time networking groups, women networking groups, where you can talk to people and get their advice. So many women have come before you in terms of um, starting businesses. So you can talk to your peers and ask questions like you're asking me now in terms of what do I need to know? What do I need to do? You know, how do I clarify what my business is all about. How do I validate that that it's a, a va- you know a valuable business idea because yeah. you want to make money. So right. how do you do that? And I do think that part of it is as you're doing that is to start assembling people that can help you that can be part of your team, and that can work in a few different ways. Some people have informal. Board of directors, mm-hmm. which is you, you know your best buds or you know or colleagues getting together and basically working with you to help shape your business, and a lot of women like to do that because we're yeah. we're pretty generous. The other thing is, you know, and I learned this in my corporate life: you're only as good as the people who work with you. There is not any way in the world that one individual can do it all. It's just right. not possible. Right. So, yes, I wish I knew how to code. Boy, oh boy. But like, <laughs> that's never going to happen. Right. Okay. Like, forget it. Right. I mean, I, I, I do skydiving before I could learn how to code. Yeah. So I think it's really understanding what are my strengths? What am I interested in learning? And what am I never going to learn? So let me bring in someone who actually knows what they're doing. The other thing is to, to, to really start small and to be very scrappy about what you're doing. Don't overextend yourself. I think it's interesting that some people do come up with big ideas and they're off to the races um, getting VC money. Yeah. And that's great if you think you have a concept that will cure cancer or some other big thing. But if it's a typical sort of business that most entrepreneurs start, you don't necessarily need to go there. You just yeah. start small and you start polishing up the concept, testing the concept. That I think that's really important. Just validate your idea. Yeah, I think also too, I mean, investors generally to get to that, the VC route, they need to see that you're willing to invest in yourself. Exactly. You know? And so bootstrapping right. a little bit comes mm-hmm. in, in the front of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, but I like the fact that you know, you're kind of, you build a framework of really checking in with yourself if this move is the right move, you know. And a lot of people also try side hustles while they're in mm-hmm. 
you know, the day-to-day job. Uh, unfortunately, and I just, I just did a workshop on this recently, like layoffs are, are a thing of financial execution now and jobs are not as safe as they once felt. And so you have to almost make sure your skill set is up to par on, you know, being able to execute change, whether it's you leading your own change or change happens to you and right, you right. transition into another, right? But it's just really interesting because especially with your podcast mind of a mentor and and you share a lot of valuable conversations there from all different Thank backgrounds to, to truly just learn the different methods. And it's also what I love to do on my podcast, which is really share all sorts of methods of how people get to where they are. And the, mm-hmm. and the true badassery about it is admitting when you need the help and like asking for it, right? right and then right. also putting together the different formulas it takes to, to make it happen. So I, right. I, I really enjoy that. With the um, Like a Boss Girls platform, mm-hmm. you know, who is it now that you try to attract there or that, that you serve through that community? So it was originally millennials, but they've gotten older. Yeah. Um, so there are older millennials and <laughs> above because the content we currently offer is not really focused on demographics so much. I mean, yes, it's women oriented, but some of the information we we offer is good for like a 60-year-old who wants to start sure. a business. So yeah. it's, it, that's not so relevant. We got a little bit more focused on some of the lifestyle style content in terms of relationships and dating and starting a family. So that's a little bit more focused from an age perspective. As we pivot to more podcasting, that's not going to be as relevant. We're still very women-centric and that's really important to me. Yeah, And I think it's about bringing in the best um, experts that we can find to help our um, community. Because essentially what I'm really saying is we're going to build a community. Yeah. Um, and be it they're older women, younger women, men, you know, whoever. There are so many like experts now in terms of digital marketing and podcast marketing. And there, are, I actually, what I do is I go on um, online to some of the, um, the Facebook groups for the various podcast organizations. And you see that there are so many people just starting and are asking just like, how do I grow my list? And how do I create a list? And how right. do I come up with a concept for my podcast, et cetera, et cetera. So there's a wide spectrum in terms of where people are, in terms of their readiness. Yeah. So I think there's a whole lot of information that we can offer. And we're working on um, offering it in a way that would be most relevant for people. Yeah. So age will be less important. Great. For sure. Yeah, it's more about the action of and and the build together, basically, it sounds like. Yeah. So one thing I just want to um, say, you were talking about the whole gig economy, side gigs and hustles. So what I would say to you as an entrepreneur, I'm always looking for the best digital marketers, Mm -hmm. really good graphic designers, Mm -hmm. really good coders, because I can't do it. (laughs) So I, I would say that if people who are listening actually have those skill sets, to your point, polish them up because there's so much need. As we entrepreneurs get out there, like I don't know how to do a lot of this stuff. I am looking to bring on people that I can trust 
who have a certain level of expertise. So I actually think this is a great time for people to start building up these side hustles because they will become full-time jobs if they want, if the people want them to be full-time jobs. Yeah, for sure. I also think there's a high demand for the administrative and the operations side of these businesses. You know, it's like, it's even a struggle I was dealing with today. Like, you know, I I had to jump into like uh, administrative tasks and it totally took me out of my zone of genius state of mind work. Because mm-hmm. I had to, I had to do something that just needed to get done. But I, I still don't yet have that right person to delegate to. You know, so it is something with that evolution. Because you're about empowerment, right? Mm-hmm. Empowerment also means how to lead and how to actually step outside of what you're doing and really um, empower those around you to help you grow your business. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the times when we go into our own individual. This is my concept. This is mine, mine, mine. And then, and then there's this controlling aspect to it, right? right? Well, to release the control and really see the vision of where do you want this business to go, and then how you're going to step into it as a leader. That's what I'm all about too. You know, it, right. it, it's to really help as as an executive leadership coach. Just identify where do you want to play, and how do you want to play hard in it, and then what does everyone else need to do around you. And so it's really great that you're creating an environment to educate on that too. Thank you. So it's interesting. So we had a team meeting this past Friday, a live team meeting. This is where, you know, you have to deal with your background and sort of how it plays out. And coming from American Express, you don't put anything out there unless it's perfect. Right. And my team knows I'm a bit of a perfectionist, but we all sort of came to the realization and I get yelled at from my team, just do it. You know, like (laughs) Nike, just do it, get it out there, test it. So, you know, that's something entrepreneurs need to be do. I admit, I I admit I'm not great at it because I still am sort of very, you know, careful about what I put out into the universe. Yeah. But on the flip side, it's not going to be perfect. And once you actually put something out there, you you get feedback and you get consumer um, information so that you actually can make it better. So right. yeah, I got slapped around a little bit, but point well taken. And I think that's something that people should also remember. Yes. Is sort of you, you got to get the right balance. Yeah. So it's, to me, it, it, it's agility in your process mm-hmm. to be able to test. But also I always, I always coach my, my execs on um, the permission to pivot. You know, like once you do put it out there and you test it, it could fail tremendously. Like you just don't know. You don't know. Our, it's become so temporal what people pay attention to. That's the other thing. Like as consumers, we have to stay aligned with what the consumers are demanding. That by the time you actually get it out the door, if you are being laborious about it, they might have a totally different need. And so you have to be able to, you have to be able to pivot too. And I think that. Agility comes in, you know, that team management and the the creation of assets right. and the crea- creation of connection, which is what your platform is doing, is is helping people connect with what is, you know, the cutting edge of 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 mm-hmm. demand out there for the community you're trying to serve, and and when you can pivot with ease, especially with your team, I mean, right. to me, that's the best empowering state you know, to be in, which is awesome. So the co-connection piece is so critical for us um, with ASA. 
We really want the consumer experience, both on the advertiser side and on the podcaster side, to be pretty darn perfect. Yeah. Just from a, from a customer satisfaction perspective. And every day we're learning more and more. Uh, so that's important to me. The other little tidbit that I just thought about that I do that I've been doing for a long time. So one thing about being an entrepreneur is that you can unleash your creativity. And, you know, sometimes when you're working in carp- corporate, you're in a, like a narrow box. And you yeah. can't go beyond that. So I keep a notebook. And whenever I hear cool things, I write them down, even though they are not necessarily directly applicable. You can always take something and, and make it applicable. Yeah. So it's a matter of jotting down things that you read in a Facebook group, things that you may see on, you know, Netflix, uh, things that you may read about. Keep it. I hate the word to use the word journal. It's more like a notebook. And I go back to it pretty often just to make sure I don't forget about things. And I think the act of actually writing something down makes it more real. Yeah, I agree. And it's def- that's definitely uh, a scientific practice that has been proven. When you write it down, it, it kind of resonates more in your right. energetic vibration to show up again right. in what you're doing. So that's awesome. Sometimes I also, I like in my office, you can't see them, but I have these huge uh, post-its that are just lists of just different ideas, you know? Um, you could also use different uh, tech boards if you wanted. Like yep. I use my notepad and my phone sometimes when I don't have a notepad near me. Or I'll use Trello or Asana to just, you know, plug in lists and uh, of what I call the backlog of ideas. And generally they do right. come up. It comes up in a content post of... Um, a blog mm-hmm. post, or even in conversation, to say is this relevant, and then decide, oh yeah, you know that should be some part of like the offering. I think that's right, right. But the creativity is key, right? Like as a leader in business across all disciplines, mm-hmm. creativity is what helps you evolve, and um, and I think that's great to also leverage that right. tool that you just gave for folks. So the other thing in terms of creativity is. You know, when when I'm speaking with a team member one on one, it's just making sure that I'm getting their opinion, getting their point of view, and just being super collaborative. Again, I go back to I can't possibly know everything. I mean, I I, I understand what my goal is, but that's why I bring members onto my team right. to complement me. So it's it's also making sure that you're really listening and yeah. asking questions yeah. and you'll get great information from your team as well. Yeah. And it diversifies your offering because mm-hmm. everyone comes with their own background of experience, exposure, you know, knowledge. Right. And so there could be, there could be thoughts coming abrupt uh, about that would spark new interest, which I love, which is right. really a sign of a true leader. And I love that that you're leading your team that way. Because you know I'm all about that too. So I'm very excited about it. I'm Thank curious you. though, what does uh, Asa stand for? I don't remember. I... Asa was a Greek goddess. Mm. I have to admit she was a Greek goddess of gossip. <laughs> nice. nice. But I thought it was sort of relevant. <laughs> it is. Um, totally you know, relevant. In any of the branding work I've ever done, I've always gone to mythology. Uh-huh. But apparently so is everyone else because a lot of these names are taken. Uh-huh. The fact that I could get Asa, our URL is Asa Collective because right. we are a collective, but I just loved it. It just felt like 
such the right name. Yeah. And it's, you know, somewhat meaningful. It was a, you know, kick-ass woman. Yeah. So we decided to go with that. Which I love I it. That's I have no idea. That's perfect. Outside of the digital space and online, how do you, how do you like to bring people together? You know, your groups of community. So, you know, we've tested, we've tested a few things and I have a vision of what I want to do in the future. So we ran just recently, like within the past year, we ran two events in New York, because that's I'm based in that area. And it was, you know, thematic. The first event we did, oh my God, it was amazing. It was around Women's History Month. So what we did in March last year, which is Women's History Month, is every day we profiled a Kagas woman. Mm. And then in April, we had an event, a celebration, celebrating the women that we profiled. So we got a good number of women coming to the, uh, the event. And I, and I was very, well, my team, I love my team. They're so creative. So they found a very cool venue yeah. and amazing snacks. And it just came together really, really well. Now, the challenge is doing these events is a lot of work. And so what we're trying to do is as we build the podcasting community is to figure out what kind of events would be most relevant for them. And I'm thinking that like smaller meetups would be kind of good. I hate to say this, like milk and cookies or tea and whatever, like bringing people together and, you know, to either connect with each other or to listen to a speaker. Mm -hmm. Now that can be done in real life in the various workspaces that are all over the place. And we can also do it digitally. So I think we're going to do a lot more of that and test that out because again, community is always a part of what I want to do. So um, that's going to be very important. And the other thing that we're doing, we're going to test something that we call office hours. Mm-hmm. So basically, you know, an advertiser or a brand, anyone involved in our um, community can sign up and say, yes, I'm going to give you a few links, Calendly links, 15 minute links, yep. and someone can make an appointment with me and we can talk to each other. Yeah. So it could be for advice. It could be for collaboration. Again, I'm thinking of different ways that people can come together. So I'm excited about testing that just to yeah. see how it goes. Sure. And I think we can do it in a way that, you know, we're very respectful of people's times because they're going to give us the time they want to um, be involved in this. Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of excited about that. I think it's a great way to build out the community right. and create more connection. You know, I, I'm also some of the meetups I've been to lately, especially on brand and marketing and like building out connection with your community, it is all coming down to experience. And, um, you know, it's less about large, huge, epic events and about intimate connection with brand awareness and understanding the values behind the brand in order to connect and become, you know, almost an ambassador for that brand or, or connected within. And it, and so there's a lot of change happening there too. I think mm-hmm. with the fact that we can purchase so much online where we, we miss out on the experience in a, in a store these days and, and right. or an experience with a service because it can be so digital that people are longing for that connection. So I love that you guys are thinking about doing more face-to-face events because I think right. You you're, then take these voices people even are listening to mm-hmm. from the podcast and you're putting them on a panel and people get to meet them face to face. They're like, oh my God, you're a real person, not just the voice in my head that I, that I listen right. to at the gym every day. Or <laughs> Yeah. So this is, 
just such a priority. And I would say that we'll probably start building that out second half of the year. Right now we're doing the technical stuff for ASA, but we're going to be building that out. That, that's, that's really important to me because at the end of the day, ASA is about empowering women in a way. And I think it comes down to the concept of the business of podcasting, which yeah. is it could be a hobby and that's totally cool. Right. That's what you want. But we also, what we want to do is make, you know, help women realize that actually something that you love to do called podcasting, you can actually make money with it. Yeah. So that's, that's sort of a mindset that we're trying to help change, which is also extremely important. Yeah, definitely is. And that, I'll be leaning on, on your collective to help me with mine for sure. <laughs> Yeah. Anything, any advice, feedback, we're, we're, I am totally open to it because we're sort of just going and doing and, you know, testing along the way. That's beautiful. That's what we need in it. But you're supporting a lot of people along the Mm -hmm. way too. It's not just your own one track, right? You're doing it for the whole, for the collective. And and, And it's really awesome. It's really cool to be a part of it as well. I am looking at the time and I think we are almost there where I need to just thank you for oh, giving my. your time today and um, would love for to know where would you like people to go to uh, in order to connect with you or if they have questions about ASA, like what, what, um, how would you like them to find you or your team? So they, uh, people can go to joinasa.com mm-hmm. if they want to find out more about ASA. Okay. Um, they can contact me directly, Marla at asacollective.com. And depending on the questions, I'll either answer or I can um, bring in a send team them member. out to my team. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. And very, very soon, I'll, I'll let everyone know when actually the content platform is ready. But if you're curious about our content right now, you can go to likeabossgirls.com. There's a lot of content there. That's amazing. And so, and my final question before we close out today's podcast interview is, um, how do you define what a badass is? I think it has to do for sure with your attitude. And badass to me is, it's being fierce. It's being brave. It's being brave even when people are saying, no, that's, don't do that. But if if your heart and your soul and your gut is saying, no, yeah, I'm going to do that. It's like, you know, what is it? Going against the wind kind of thing Mm -hmm. and believing in yourself. So it's essentially believing in yourself, believing in who you are, your capabilities, believing that if you have a dream that you need to go follow that dream. And there are a lot of different ways to do it, but go follow that dream. You know, you only live life once. And I'm realizing this is, unfortunately, I have people who love, who pass away. And you realize, you know, you got to be happy. And yes, they call work, work, because it's work. But I think it's so important to really love what you do, because I think you're going to be even more successful at it. So I've given you like a lot of different things, but (laughs) but it's sort of, that's badass to me, which is like, no, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Um, and not being afraid or, or working with your fear. Right. And not let it get, you know, get in the way of you actually acting. And that's the other thing is action. Take mm-hmm. action. I love it. Cause you know, I always ask that question because it's, it, it's fun to get all sorts of different definitions of how people absorb it. 
but you know, to to be in action, to mm-hmm. work through your fears and to find alignment with what you love, with what you do, to me that's that is you know, a badass life that is living in a badass dance. So I really appreciate you sharing that. And you are definitely one leading the way for us. And I love that you bring so many great women together in support of their badass journey. And so I look forward to interacting more with you as as uh, we grow together, Marla. Thank you so much for joining Thank me. Thank you. Thank you so much for the opportunity. This was so much fun. I really appreciate it. Um, it's fun being but, on the other end. Oh right? yeah, it's like it's a little stressful on the other way, but you know, but but this was fun. Um, thank you. I so appreciated the time. Thank you for joining me today. Before you move on to the next episode, please post a review or share this episode with someone you think would appreciate it. Your feedback and support mean everything to me. For more information, check out yourbadassjourney.com or kareenwalsh.com. I truly believe everyone is capable of living a badass life. Thank you for listening.